Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have a great show for you. We're continuing our parenting series. Uh, This is going to be part two of our five-part parenting series during the month of June. And we're going to be talking about different parenting styles along with a lot of other helpful information tonight. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in or uh, joined us on Facebook, or you can text us at 325-428-6145. You can also interact with our Facebook page at Home with Debbie Rule. I'm happy to hear and share with all of our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to be gathering, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home at Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that are helping them break the silence. Bob Moore Tires, Back on Your Feet Recovery, Brady Butane, Brady Feed and Fertilizer, Pioneer, and SS Hunting. If you or someone you know has been affected by family violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Menard, or Mason Counties or the surrounding areas, please contact the Haven Hotline at 325-597-7644. That's 597-7644. Break the silence. Make the call. I love MediShare because they protect and respect life. MediShare is community. MediShare is affordable. MediShare is biblical. MediShare is uplifting. MediShare is family. Faithful. MediShare is hope. It's love. Learn how thousands of Christians can help you save on your health care. Call 844-74-BIBLE. MediShare, affordable, biblical health care. That's 844-74-BIBLE. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. These are our thoughts from home tonight. Raising kids is one of the toughest and most fulfilling jobs in the world, and the one for which you might feel the least prepared. Kids start developing their sense of self as babies when they see themselves through their parents' eyes. Your tone of voice, your body language, your every expression are absorbed by your kids. Your words and actions as a parent affect their developing self-esteem more than anything else. Praising accomplishments, however small, will make them feel proud, and letting kids do things independently will make them feel capable and strong. By contrast, belittling comments or comparing a child unfavorably with another will make kids feel worthless. Avoid making loaded statements or using words as weapons. Comments like, what a stupid thing to do, or you act more like a baby than your little brother, cause damage just as physical blows do. Choose your words carefully and be compassionate. Let your kids know that everyone makes mistakes and that you still love them, even when you don't love their behavior. 
Have you ever stopped to think about how many times you react negatively to your kids in a given day? You may find yourself criticizing far more often than complimenting. How would you feel about a boss who treated you with that much negativity guidance, even if it was well-intentioned? The more effective approach is to catch kids doing something right. You made your bed without being asked. That's terrific. Or I was watching you play with your sister and you were very patient. These statements will do more to encourage good behavior over the long run than repeated scoldings. Make a point of finding something to praise every day. Be generous with rewards. Your loves, hugs, and compliments can work wonders and are often reward enough. Soon you will find you are growing more of that behavior you would like to see. Discipline is necessary in every household. The goal of discipline is to help kids choose acceptable behaviors and learn self-control. They may test the limits you establish for them, but they need those limits to grow into responsible adults. Establishing house rules helps kids understand your expectations and develop self-control. Some rules might include no TV until homework is done, and no hitting, no name-calling, or hurtful teasing allowed. You might want to have a system in place, one warning followed by a consequence such as timeout or a loss of privileges. A common mistake parents make is failure to follow through with the consequences. You can't discipline kids for talking back one day and ignore it the next. Being consistent teaches what you expect. It's often difficult for parents and kids to get together for a family meal, let alone spend quality time together. But there is probably nothing kids would like more. So get up 10 minutes earlier in the morning so that you can eat breakfast with your child or leave the dishes in the sink and take a walk after dinner. Kids who aren't getting the attention they want from their parents often act out or misbehave because they're sure to be noticed that way. Many parents find it rewarding to schedule together time with their kid. Create a special night each week to be together and let your kids help decide how to spend that time. Look for other ways to connect. Put a note or something special in your kid's lunchbox. Adolescents seem to need less undivided attention from their parents than younger kids because there are fewer windows of opportunity for parents and teens to get together. Parents should do their best to be available when their teens express a desire to talk or participate in family activities. Attending concerts, games, and other events with your teen communicates caring and lets you get to know more about your child and his or her friends in important ways. Don't feel guilty if you're a working parent. It's the many little things you do, making popcorn, playing cards, window shopping, that kids will remember. Young kids learn a lot about how to act by watching their parents. The younger they are, the more cues they take from you. Before you lash out or blow your top in front of your child, think about this. Is that how you want your child to behave when angry? Be aware that you're constantly being watched by your kids. Studies have shown that children who hit usually have a role model for aggression at home. Model the traits you wish to see in the kids. Respect, friendliness, honesty, kindness, tolerance. Accept unselfish behavior. Do things for other people without expecting a reward. Express things and offer compliments. Above all, treat your kids the way you expect other people to treat you. You can't expect kids to do everything simply because you as a parent say so. They want and deserve explanations as much as adults do. If you want to take time to explain your kids, will begin to wonder about your values and motives and whether they have any basis. Parents who reason with their kids allow them to understand and learn in a non-judgmental way. 
Make your expectations clear. If there is a problem, describe it, express your feelings, and invite your child to work on a solution with you. Be sure to include consequences. Make suggestions and offer choices. Be open to your child's suggestions as well. Negotiate. Kids who participate in decisions are more motivated to carry them out. If you often feel let down by your child's behavior, perhaps you have unrealistic expectations. Parents who think shoulds, for example, my kids should be potty trained by now, might find it helpful to read up on a matter or to talk to other parents or a child development specialist. Kids' environments have an effect on their behavior, so you might be able to change that behavior by changing the environment. If you find yourself constantly saying no to your two-year-old, look for ways to alter your surroundings so that fewer things are off-limits. This will cause less frustration for both of you. As your child changes, you'll gradually have to change your parenting style. Chances are that works with your child now, and it won't work as well in a year or two. Teens tend to look less to their parents and more to their peers for role models, but continue to provide guidance, encouragement, and appropriate discipline while allowing your teen to earn more independence and seize every available moment to make a connection. As a parent, you're responsible for correcting and guiding your kids, but how you express your corrective guidance makes all the difference in how a child receives it. When you have to confront your child, avoid blaming, criticizing, or fault-finding, which undermines self-esteem and can lead to resentment. Instead, strive to nurture and encourage, even when disciplining your kids. Make sure they know that although you want and expect better next time, your love is there no matter what. Face it, you are an imperfect parent. You have strengths and weaknesses as a family leader. Recognize your abilities. I am loving and dedicated and vow to work on your weaknesses. I need to be more consistent with discipline. Try to have realistic expectations for yourself, your spouse, and your kids. You don't have to do, have all the answers. Be forgiving of yourself. And try to make parenting a manageable job. Focus on the areas that need the most attention rather than trying to address everything all at once. Admit it when you're burned out. Take time out from parenting to do things that will make you happy as a person or as a couple. Focusing on your needs does not make you selfish. It simply means you care about your own well-being, which is another important value to model for your children. Remember, as we said last week, it's never too late to change, to make changes, or to make a new start to be the best parent you can be. That's been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be back. Do you have a wedding or a special event coming up? Esme's Cakes provides custom-designed wedding and brooms cakes as well as special occasion cakes. Their custom cakes are exquisite down to every detail, and your guest will be talking about your cake long after your event is over. Esme's Cakes only uses the finest ingredients and is always baked fresh. Esme's Cakes are made from scratch and decorated to be a reflection of you and your style. So when every detail matters, call Esme's Cakes for your wedding cake or special occasion cake. You'll get superb service, a beautiful cake that not only looks great, but tastes amazing. For your appointment, call Esme's Cakes at 512-629-6416 or visit their Facebook page at Esme's Cakes. Make your wedding or special event unforgettable with a special cake by Esme's Cakes, the unforgettable cake of your lifetime.
Good evening and welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule where we're talking about parenting. Over the month of June, we're going to be doing a special series, Parenting. And uh, we started off last week with talking about parent responsibilities. Tonight, we are continuing our series with... Uh, another good topic and lots of information today. Uh, and joining me on the show tonight is my wonderful husband, Rudy. Hi, Debbie. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, are you geared up for another night of parenting? Boy, I am. It's, be- it's better to talk about it rather yeah. than uh, us having it, to do know? it. Yeah, <laughs> we've had our chance of doing it. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. You don't get a manual with your kids when they're born. You just have to figure it out, and you get one figured out, and then the next one comes along, and you got to figure them out, and then the next one comes along, and you got to figure them out. It's a continual growing process, and it's a journey. You get a lot of help, though. Everybody's an expert. Yes, and there are a lot of resources out there, and there's a lot of ways that you can be uh, learn how to be the best parent that you can be. The most important thing is love your kids. Yes. You know, love your kids, want to spend time with your kids. Tonight we are uh, talking more about um, parenting styles is what we're going to talk about tonight. You know, everybody has a way that they parent based on their personality and, and what comes naturally to them, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way. And every child needs a little bit of a different approach. You know, if you've got a child that's very compliant and and follows the rules and likes structure and routine, well, they're your perfect child that you can talk to and they're going to follow it. You have one that's all over the place, doesn't like structure, doesn't like routine, rebels, you're going to have to find another way to be effective with that child. So tonight we're going to help you find your parenting style, what's going to work best for your child, and what you can do to make things better if you're not having success at home. And let me tell you, if you are parenting and you are making it through the day, <laughs> then you're successful because parenting is one of the hardest jobs that you will ever do. And although there are right and wrong ways, um, you know, you know your child best. And, boy, if you just make it through the day, make it through the month, make it through the year, you're doing good. If you're still there, God bless you because, <laughs> you know, some people run for the hills. That's right. Some do. And so some just do. hanging in there. And, you know, if you're hanging in there, you probably get tired of people saying, oh, cherish these days. They go by in the blink of an eye. You might get tired of hearing that, but the truth is we're at the point where it's gone by, and we're like, where did time go? Yes. So. Yes, and as we've said previously, you're not just raising your kids, you're raising your grandkids. So uh, it's a big job, and parenting is not easy. It is very wearing on you, and it can uh, really wear you down. And that that word consistent, being consistent, uh, you know, that's just just a small word consistent but that is a huge word when it comes to parenting That's and it's the very hard thing it is to do be consistent because you get tired yep we're going to start off uh, tonight before we get into parenting styles we're going to talk about the 10 commandments of parenting i thought this was kind of interesting and want to share this with you tonight uh, the first thing is set a good example for your child by seeing a posit- by allowing them to see a positive role model We talked about this last week. Children do as they see, not always as they're told. They're going to be just like what they see. Yeah. Keep in mind that your child learns a good deal of their behavior 
from what they see from you. That's right. Or what they're around, what they're exposed to. I mean, That's that includes true. TV, mm-hmm. other role models, other people in their life that they spend a, a tremendous amount of time with. Uh, all of that is to, to be taken in consideration. So, you know, again, we talked about this last week. Be careful who your children are spending a whole lot of time with. If they're not um, showing the value system that you want them to show, then maybe you need to limit the time there because that's what your child's going to start doing because they're a sponge. They're absorbing everything and they're learning the right way and the wrong way to live, unfortunately, right and wrong. You know, one example that comes to mind, one of our daughters, it seems like Hollywood loves to do this. They have somebody twist off and they trash a room, Mm. knock everything off the table, break something, throw something against the wall. Well, one of our daughters decided she was going to act out like that. Oh, It didn't work too well at home, did it? You better not (laughs) ever do that again. I mean, we didn't do that. When you're the parent... When you're the couple, you break something, you have to buy the new one. Yep. It's going to cost you money. You put a hole in the wall, you got to fix it. And so Hollywood is Hollywood. Home is home. And, boy, we came down on her hard, and she never pulled that one again. But Is that is that's the reason why she's a theater <laughs> theater and drama uh, major? Just graduated from Sol Ross University with a theater and uh, film directing degree, so we're going to see where she's going to take that, but uh, she'll probably use that experience <laughs> somewhere along the line. So, you know, remember that you're setting a, a an example for your child. Whether you realize it or not, you are setting an example, either good or bad. Your child is learning what you're, you're doing something. You're either doing something That's good right. and positive, or you're doing something negative, and they are learning you're whatever living, it is you're doing. You're breathing. That's right. And they're going to live and breathe like you do. When, in your opening, you mentioned that parents need to teach children acceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. That is such a wonderful word to use when you're talking to a child. Mm-hmm. That is not acceptable. That's right. That doesn't leave any wiggle room. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. That's not acceptable? Yeah, it's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some good words we'll use over the course of these next few weeks that parents need to make part of their vocabulary because yes. they really cut through the the fog of parenting and mm-hmm. they, they just lay the groundwork for you to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I remember our children, as small children, couldn't say the word inappropriate. They would get the, the say it the best that they could, but, you know, that's an inappropriate way to act. And even our grandsons today, you know, that is inappropriate. We do not act that way. So there are ways that you can talk to your child without belittling them and just talking and addressing the behavior. Now, that's where parents go wrong. You know, they talk about Tommy being bad. You're not bad. The behavior is bad. Yeah. And because you're still wanting to build that self-esteem, and it only takes a little bit to really crush their little spirits. So being a good example, the second uh, commandment is establish a sense of authority with your child. I know that parents are just scared to death of this. Some parents are over-authoritative, and we're going to talk about that in our parenting styles in the second half. But, you know, establish a sense of authority with your child. You're the parent. A lot of parents need to hear that tonight. You're the parent. I I want to encourage you. You're the parent. Set, establish boundaries and enforce them. That's the key word right there. Enforce them. If you have boundaries and you don't enforce them, you don't have boundaries. So be firm without being too demanding or too passive. There's a balance there. 
You know, uh, sometimes parents find themselves in a situation where they've allowed a uh, situation to go on too long, Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about occasionally you'll hear about uh, mom went on strike. (laughs) You know, this this mom's picking up after everybody and taking care (laughs) of everybody, and she's not appreciated, and she goes on strike. And she says, I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, sometimes you have to be that radical. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, establishing that sense of authority is letting them know you mean business. But it's, it's, it's more than what we talked about last week, being a friend. You know, it's being the parent. It's saying, you know, I love you. I'm the parent. This is what I'm responsible for. That's raising you until you're 18, providing for your needs, not your wants. I'm going to lay down the ground rules. You're going to be obedient. We're going to talk about things, and we're going to negotiate. As you get a little older, we're going to let you have some input. That's teaching them responsibility. But you're certainly not going to negotiate very long with a two-year-old. You know, you've got to establish that authority. I'm telling you, if you're not establishing that authority when they're little, you'll never have it. You know, when my son got to be 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", and he was just a... 13 14, old, you know, 13 years old. If I had not established authority with him, I would not early, be, yeah. you know, and, and he's still, even to this day, 6'5", and what, 2, 240. 240, and knows that I mean business when I look at him. So, uh, you know, it's just a parent has to establish their authority. A child needs to know, you know, this is my parent. I'm going to respect and honor them. But I better do what my parents say. That is that is a child that's within the home. I'm not talking about an adult child. I'm talking about a child within the home. So establishing that sense of authority and enforcing those boundaries is just imperative. You have to have that in a home, but not too authoritative. We're going to talk about that more in the second half. Well, and you start when they're young. As soon as they start toddling around, start talking. Yep. You tell them who's the boss mm-hmm. because someday they're going to get a job and they're going to have a boss. And if they don't know how to say yes to the boss, they don't keep the job. Um, number three, the third commandment, uh, teach and encourage positive values and good character. Use everyday situations as educational opportunities to reinforce the moral development of your child. If you're not teaching your child your values and you're not modeling good character, they're learning it somewhere else. Because they are learning values and they are learning morals and they are learning character. What are they learning and who are they learning it from? You, you don't just get to say, well, they're not being affected by that. Yes, they are. Uh, and you've got to take an active role in teaching them common courtesy and respect. A lot of times kids have no common courtesy and respect for people's property, for people in general, for animals. I see a lot of kids nowadays that they just have no respect for anything. And this is a parent's job to teach that common courtesy and respect, to model and to teach positive values and good character. And that is that is just so important in a child to help them become healthy and functional as they grow older. And it's not easy. There, no. Don't ever think that, yeah, it's easy for us to say, no, it wasn't easy for us. We worked no. hard at it, and we worked together at it, and we struggled, and, boy, we were not the perfect mm-hmm. parents. And, and, for, and for those of you that are parenting alone, find you someone that can encourage you and help you along the way. They don't have to be the authoritative person in the, in the home. But if you're parenting alone and you're a single parent and you're with that child the majority of the time, 
then you need to have support too because that's the only way that you're going to be able to do what you need to do. Uh, commandment number four, be aware of your child's feelings and needs. Some parents don't think that, you know, a child's feelings or needs are important. They are. Get to know your child by spending quality time together. You know, if your child feels a certain way, don't just tell them, you know, well, don't feel that way. That's stupid. You wouldn't want someone to say that to you. Say, you know, I know you feel sad today. I'm sorry. I don't know why you're feeling sad. Maybe we can talk about it. But maybe this will cheer you up. Maybe we can go to the park and play, and this will make you feel a little bit better. But I'm really sorry you're feeling sad today. And when you're ready to talk about it, Mommy will be over here for you to talk to. Understanding that we feel the way we feel. Feelings are not always justified, but they are but they are valid. And let me say, dads can do that, too. You know, if you were raised by a gruff, tough, rough old dad, you don't have to be a gruff, rough, tough dad. Mm-hmm. You can be sensitive. You can yeah. be caring. You can say, hey, you know, what's going on? Talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I spent a lot of time with our son one-on-one working out his issues. I would go and check our girls out of school and take them to lunch just to mm-hmm. have that one-on-one time. Yeah. And... You don't know how big an impact it is on them. They talk about it now looking back, how, you know, they were connected. We mm-hmm. connected with them, and they didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. But we, Debbie and I, studied parenting. Yes. Neither one of us were well-parented, and we didn't know how to parent, so we studied parenting. And we, and we experimented put, at home with our kids. That's right. <laughs> and we had three kids with three different personalities, Absolutely. and we were pulling our hair out. That's right, and we had different personalities. So, uh, But be aware of your child's feelings and needs. You know, understand that they're, they're little humans just like you are, and they have feelings, they have needs, they have things that upset them sometimes. You know, we don't want our kids to get angry, but if you keep teaching them to stuff it, the best way to do it is teach them how to deal with anger. We're going to do a session on that uh, before the month is up, dealing with children and anger problems, because that seems to be a very big issue today, especially in homes where there's not a a father figure. Um, And uh, so, anyway, we're going to talk about that later in the month. But uh, commandment number five, notice and acknowledge your child when she does or he does something positive. Give praise as often as possible when it is appropriate and point out positive behaviors and accomplishments. This will go so far. This will go so far if you will do this. Uh, kids really respond to positivity and praise, especially little boys. I hear people all the time say, I never got uh, approval from my dad. I understand, you know, my dad was raised in a rough way, but he gave us approval. Mm -hmm. One of his favorite sayings, I don't even know what it means, but he'd say, you boys will do to go down the river with. So Mm -hmm. I guess that meant, you know, we'd make good crewmates or whatever. Yeah. But it was very positive, and we liked hearing it. That Mm -hmm. means that was approval. And how much more would you have liked, Rudy? I'm so proud of you that you did that today. Yeah. You're a good boy. I would have really liked, Daddy loves liked you. that right then. That's right. <laughs> well, on that note, that we're gonna good. we're gonna take a break. We'll be back for the second half to continue with commandments and to talk about the three parenting styles. Stay tuned. We've got lots more here on At Home with Debbie Rule.
The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that are helping support the mission of the Haven. Cattlemen's, Central Texas Farm Credit, Cortez Welding and Fencing, Covia Sand, and West Central Wireless. The mission of the Haven is to reduce the incidence and the impact of domestic violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Mason, and Menard counties. By providing services and support that empower victims to rebuild their lives and regain their dignity within a safe and caring community. Call the Haven. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're talking about parenting tonight. We're talking about parenting styles, and right now we're going over a few of the Ten Commandments of parenting, helping you understand a little bit better idea of um, things that you can do to make parenting a little bit easier and better for your kids. Um, commandment number six, we're on that. Uh, we stopped with being positive with your child. That's really important, giving them praise. You know, number six is keep your child safe. Avoid leaving unsafe objects lying around. Develop safety plans. You know, this. some people don't think that this is important, but we talked about it in detail last week. Uh, even a teenager, don't leave a firearm around. You know, things like that. Not just when they're little, but throughout their years of being at home, uh, keeping your child safe and making sure their environment is safe. Be consistent. Number seven is be consistent and provide structure. Kids respond to structure and routine. That's really important. Uh, And being consistent, again, that is that little word that seems to give us all so much trouble, being consistent. And uh, commandment number eight, discipline your child without harm, fear, or humiliation. You know, there's ways that you can discipline your child without telling them, you know, you're a bad kid, you're a bad boy, bad girl, because it's really the behaviors that you're addressing. You know, you're you're a good boy, you're a good girl, but I don't like that behavior. That is bad behavior. We don't like it when you act that way. Uh, so discipline your child without harm. And number nine, be available and approachable to your child, especially when they're a teenager. They need to know that they can come and talk to you when they're ready to talk to you. Sometimes kids are not ready to open up when you want them to. But if you'll just make yourself available and provide times where they can talk to you, like you talked about taking the girls to lunch and spending time with Zach in individual ways, and as uh, that gives them an opportunity to know that you're approachable. Uh, establish a bond, number 10. Establish a bond with your child and show appropriate affection. Give hugs and kisses to your child regularly and tell them that you love them on a regular basis. Love is important. They need to hear it. They need to hear it, and they need to, sh- they need to be shown affection. Kids that are not shown affection don't grow up to be affectionate. And uh, that can cause sometimes marital I mean issues you know when people are so disconnected so teach them you know to be connected and to be affectionate in appropriate ways and and to show love um, by caring and being a concerned person loving and children really respond to being told that they're loved they also respond to that one-on-one time yeah it tells them you're important enough for me to spend time with mm-hmm. one-on-one mm-hmm Let's go have lunch in the park. Let's brown bag it. Let's go to a cafe and sit down. Yep. Uh, so 
shifting gears now from those Ten Commandments of Parenting, which I hope those were some helpful tips for you if you made some notes there that might be able to help you if you're struggling in an area in your home. Hopefully you heard something that could help you tonight with where you are. Uh, tomorrow will be a new day and there'll be a new issue. But for today, hopefully you heard something that will help you tonight. Um, we're going to go just jump right on into parenting styles. You know, there's different ways that we parent based on our personality and um, there's proper ways and there's, you know, ways that are not so effective. There are ways that can be harmful to your children as well. So, you know, a parenting style uh, might be something that comes naturally to you, but there may be some tweaking there that you need to do to make it effective. And again, as we said earlier, sometimes you have to tweak it for each child because each child has a different personality as well. One of the first uh, parenting styles we want to talk about is uh, more of a controlling or a demanding uh, personality, and that is a authoritarian parent, you know, someone that demands, you know, places a lot of demands on their child. They have high expectations uh, of a child. They're going to be disappointed if you're expecting a three-year-old to do something that you know a seven or eight-year-old would struggle doing you're going to be disappointed Uh, you know having a child do chores that's too little or having them try to understand what you're telling them to do when they're you know two three four years old so um, having unrealistic expectations or too high of expectations you give consequences that are too harsh or unrealistic you insult or belittle uh, you appear threatening to your children, and you allow your children little or no freedom. And maybe you have, you know, one or two of these things. If you see anything like this in you, you might want to just tweak it a little. Um, you know, if you see, wow, you know, I'm really harsh. And what I see sometimes, especially in homes where there's couples, I see that one is really um, um, that authoritarian, and the other one is more of another style where they allow everything to happen and that causes the other person to have to be more of the authoritarian and then the other person just continues to keep compromising and making it better. So it's a vicious cycle. You've got to come together so that you can make the balance in the home. And um, you need to think about these. You know, children that are parented under this type of style, they're going to often rebel They're going to escape through a variety of potentially harmful things like alcohol, drugs, uh, things like this, because they just want to escape. Running away. They're running away from it. Think if you were treated this way. Maybe some of you were as a child. Um, They tend to have anxiety about social situations, and they suffer from low self-esteem. So instead of being a person that's building self-esteem and teaching a child you're demanding from your child. And demeaning. And demeaning. And so that's controlling, demanding. It's more of an authoritarian-type parenting um, style. The second uh, parenting style that we want to talk about is the apprehensive or the permissive parent. Now, this can be the opposite to the controlling, demanding parent. Maybe you have a couple, like I said. One is more of the authoritarian. They're controlling and demanding. The other parent is apprehensive and permissive, which means they place little or no limits on the child because they feel like the other person is demanding too much, so I will place no limits on my child. I will try to, um, you know, to bring a balance there to it by by not doing anything, and that's that's not going to help. They allow their children to um, run the family. These are the kids that wear the pants. 
<laughs> so as you might say. Um, they fail to give or follow through with consequences. They're always threatening, you know, something, but they're not ever following through. Uh, they fail to enforce rules and boundaries. They give in to tantrums, arguing or begging from their children. They maintain little or no structure. They lack involvement in their children's life. Um, they typically, children that are raised under this type of parenting style, they grow up doing as they please uh, because they've had no restraints on them. They've been taught nothing. They, everything's been permissible. They think they can get away with anything. So they have a difficult time with self-control and interpersonal relationships as they get older. So as you can see, your parenting style really is affecting your child's ability to have a healthy relationship as they grow up. And not only, future. yeah, and not only in marriage, I'm talking about in a job, uh, in, in every area of their life, they're going to suffer in relationships if they're not taught when they're little. And a lot of times you see both of these personality types in a two-parent home where one parent is too demanding and the other parent is too permissive. They try to compensate for one another. And what they need to do is sit down and agree on what they're going to do going forward and be a united front. That Mm -hmm. is so important. Be in agreement. Anticipate what's coming. Recognize the situation you're in and how to redirect it into Mm -hmm. a positive direction. But instead of battling one another and trying to compensate for an over-demanding parent or an overly permissive parent. Talk to each other. You know, realize that, you know, if, if you have, if you're married to someone that is a bit more controlling or demanding, you can go behind closed doors, not ever in front of your children. Please do not ever discuss these types of discussions in front of your children. As Rudy said, you need to be a united front in front of the kids. So you have these discussions behind closed doors. You disagree behind closed doors. You're a united front in front of your child. Your children will find ways to manipulate you. You don't need to give them reasons. So as far as they see, if mom says it, that's the way it is. If you don't agree with that, then behind closed doors, you talk about it. You know, I didn't really agree with the way you handled um, little Tommy with that situation. I felt you were a little harsh, and I felt like that the consequences were a little strict for someone his age. And so, you know, I would just ask that we uh, would be aware of that for the future and maybe do something about that now. You know, what can we do? Do you have any suggestions on what we can do to go in there and make it right? Because the way it was handled, in my opinion, wasn't right. So it's that open communication and coming to agreement. It's mm-hmm. important for parents to do that. Yeah. And um, and if you're one of those that can't accept any criticism or you, you become very change. Yeah, or you become very defensive, we want to just encourage you tonight. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person, it doesn't mean that you're a bad parent. It just means that we're all learning. We're all learning how to be a parent, we're all learning how to be in relationship. You know, we weren't taught these things, so we're learning how to be functional. Um, you're dealing with stress and all kinds of things that are in the home and sometimes sometimes can be more demanding than other times where you're just feeling really stressed out. You know, there's an exercise married couples can go through that really helps this, and that's where they'll sit down and one will say to the other, I give you permission mm-hmm. to speak into my parenting style mm-hmm. and tell me where you feel like I need to make some changes. And you give each other permission Mm -hmm. to talk to one another about your styles and how you feel like maybe you should 
look at doing it a different way. Right. And once you give that person permission, be, you know, be uh, sensitive in how you communicate and realize you're both trying to make this child the best child you can. Mm-hmm. So they grow up to be a good adult. Yes, and that works even if you're single parenting. Uh, you get with your ex and you talk with them. You know, you have these children until they're 18 and older, and so you've got to be able to co-parent together. No matter how bad the situation is, there needs to be open communication. There may need to be boundaries put in place for a child's safety, but there needs to be open communication about what you agree with and what you don't agree with and working these things out, not again in front of the kids, but in private conversations among each other. Parenting, whether you are a single-parent home, whether you're divorced, whether there is no father in the picture, whether there is no mother in the picture, whatever the situation is, you can be the best parent that you can be. Find a support system that can stand by you and walk with you. And if it's you and your ex, fine, you need to get that together. If it's grandparents, then they need to get involved. But you need to be able to understand that you are responsible, as we talked about last week, but you you need to have support, too. That's right. Um, So parents that, again, controlling and demanding those authoritative parents, then we have the apprehensive or the permissive parent, which allows just anything to go on in the home. And then the the next one is kind of a balance of the two. It's the assertive democratic uh, parent, also known as... The authoritative, authoritative, authoritative. authoritative. <laughs> yes, I can't even say that. Authoritative parent, which is not the authoritarian. The authoritarian is the one that's cracking the whip, but the authoritative parent is the one that's exercising authority, but with balance. Right. Okay. So you're giving your children choices whenever possible. This is a good thing. You set firm and reasonable limits, and you follow through. You give consequences that are fair and that you relate to misbehavior. You know, I always say the punishment needs to fit the crime and the age. Uh, Make rules that are clear and enforced. And um, they're very involved in their daily life of their children. They're not hovering. They're not suffocating them. They're not allowing them to make choices and decisions as they mature. But they're involved. And there's a difference between being controlling, which is the top one that we talked about, and being that hovering helicopter-type parent, and then being one that's just involved in their daily life. Being involved is caring and understanding and knowing what's going on and still being the parent, but not being controlling over them. Children will rebel against that. So show appropriate affection and they're nurturing and supportive. So this is a really good balance between the two. And this is really where you want to strive. You want to be the authoritative person in the home, but you don't want to be the authoritarian that is just throwing your authority around and cracking the whip and making everyone miserable. You don't want to be too permissive because you need to teach and you need to enforce those rules. But you want to be able to teach your children to be able to make decisions as they grow. You know, balance is the key word, and that's the hardest thing to achieve Mm -hmm. because you're constantly being thrown out of balance. Imagine walking a tightrope, and people are tossing things to you, a bowling ball, a feather. I mean, it's like you're going to fall off and crash because it's impossible to stay in balance, but that's the... That's the goal, is to stay in balance. Children respond 
to established boundaries. Yes. And you've got to constantly be reevaluating the boundaries that you've put in place. And trying to stay in balance is the absolute most challenging thing mm-hmm. you'll ever try to do, but it's where you want to be is mm-hmm. in balance mm-hmm. with parenting children. And that's where that support network comes, you know, from. If there's an absence of a of a male role model in the home, which in a lot of homes there are, uh, there needs to be somebody that steps into that position that can model that behavior for that child. Someone uh, that you have that's walking alongside you, that's helping you. Uh, same thing if there's a female, you know, agreeing role model that's you. many it agreeing with you. Uh, there's one other style of parenting that's um, that is not as um, familiar, people are not as familiar with it, but it's the uninvolved parent. Basically, this is the parent that's just not involved. They are not around uh, either physically, you know, they're not around, they're just absent from the home, whether it be by divorce or by circumstances or, you know, sometimes it's by choice, sometimes it's not. Uh, but these parents that are uninvolved, most of them, they don't ask about a child's schoolwork. They rarely attend any events, if at all. Uh, they don't spend any time with the child. They're very self-centered. It's um, They're more important. And, you know, this is a selfish-type parent that never grows out of that self. You know, we're all selfish until we have kids, and then we begin to grow out of that. And this is the parent that really doesn't grow out of that, and they're just totally uninvolved with their child. And... That can leave a child scarred, you know. Yeah, the uninvolved parent. We had a neighbor years ago, years, 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 years ago, in another galaxy far, far away. And this man created a man cave in the garage. He had his TV and his recliner. And we'd drive by and say, hey, he's in his man cave again. And we'd laugh about it. But Mm -hmm. then we met the wife and the kids, and they would go do stuff. They'd go on vacation. He wasn't involved. He was still in the home. He was a breadwinner, but he was not involved in that mm-hmm. family, and that was sad. Yeah. That's an uninvolved parent. Yeah. So you don't want to be un- uninvolved. You don't want to be the authoritarian that's throwing around all of your weight and your authority and demanding and demeaning. Um, the permissive parent that's allowing everything to happen under the sun. Sometimes they're compensating for the other parent, which might be the authoritarian parent. Um, you want to not be the uninvolved parent. Hopefully, if you have children, you are involved with your child's life um, as much as you can be. And remember that if you're a parent, it's no longer about you. If there's two parents in the home, there's going to be two opinions. Yes, and, and two gonna, ways of their of their raising. And, you know, yeah, two. Well, parents. they come from two totally different yeah right. backgrounds, and so there's going to be disagreement. Absolutely, but that's opportunity to discuss. Mm-hmm. That's opportunity to grow. That's a challenge. Accept the challenge mm-hmm. and set a goal, the two of you together, to be mm-hmm. the absolute best parents ever. And that advice needs to go on over to a blended family and to a divorced couple. If you, Even if you're not in the home together, these are your children, and you need to be the very best parents that you can be. You've got to communicate about the kids. You may not be able to communicate about anything else, but we encourage you to be able to communicate about the kids. It's no longer about you. It's about your children. 
And so many times people use kids as weapons and they use, you know, they, they want to try to hurt the other person with the child. So, you know, you're hurting your kids by doing that. Right. Parent your kids together. Put your other issues aside and say we're going to parent our kids the best that we can because they're our kids. And if you're sitting out there saying we don't know how, read, study. Read. Learn. Ask. Call. You can right. you can uh, always contact us. We do uh, coach, coaching and counseling, parenting, marriage, relationship counseling. We would be glad to sit down with you uh, and visit with you and help you make a plan. We had to learn. You know, a lot of people have to learn. There's very few people that just know what to do. So uh, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means you got to figure it out. But, you know, there is a stigma. People want to act like they know all the answers. You don't. We know okay. you don't. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay because we didn't, but we, we see, have we have 150 books on parenting. We see you know. people all the time that want to act like we've got it all together. No, you don't. And it's okay to say you don't. That's right. It's okay to say you don't because none of us have it all together. And that's just the way life is. That's right. But we learn. And if you're willing to learn to be the very best parent that you can be, if you're willing to tweak those parenting styles that you have. Maybe your personality is overbearing. Maybe you need to soften a little bit. It's okay. And you say, well, that's just the way I was born. Well, you know, we were all born a certain way, and it doesn't justify the fact that we need to change. I'm just saying, we got to change. Men get together and say, my daddy smacked me around. I turned out all right. No, you didn't. And that's not a good way to parent. So That's right. Don't bring that in here. That's right. And uh, we're going to address some of those issues later on in the month when we talk about <laughs> anger issues and things like that. But, you know, um, we've all got a past, and we've all had parenting modeled for us. And a lot of times that's what you do is you take that parenting style right on into your home, and you got two different styles coming together, and there's instant conflict and fireworks. So you've got to work together. But, you know, if you are demanding and you are controlling and you are a little more abrasive soften soften it's okay it doesn't mean you're a failure as a parent it doesn't mean that you don't have control in your home you will be amazed at how much more control you have in your home if you'll just be the quiet uh, authoritative parent that sets is boundaries. that mm-hmm. sets boundaries and that enforces things and that loves and nurtures Stability. and and leads and guides by example, you are going to get a whole lot more Listen, out of that. As any parent out there knows, children have a rebellious spirit. We all and, do. And if you we have a my way or the highway attitude, you're just asking for trouble. That's and right. you're going to get it. That's right. And you're teaching kids that. You know, you're teaching kids that this is the way I'm supposed to be. And um, and you're really damaging those that have a sensitive you know, spirit. There are all different personalities. Some kids are a little can take a little bit more harsher treatment. Doesn't mean you need to give it. I'm saying you do not need to give it. But some, you know, one critical word, one one demeaning word can really throw them into a tailspin. They they're sensitive. They're very sensitive. And so remember that you're talking to these sweet little children that their spirits are just so sensitive to harsh words. And they need love and they need encouragement. They need boundaries. They need, you know, routine. They need structure. They need discipline. But they need all of those things in balance. They need to be taught how to be an adult. Yes. You're raising adults. 
Yes. And I love um, I love this. I'm going to close with this. But I remember um, years ago when uh, Jimmy Evans was teaching on marriage. And uh, he has an excellent book out there, Marriage on the Rock. Uh, for those of you that would like uh, more marriage information, it's something that we taught for years that healed our marriage. But um, he said, you know, when you're parenting your kids... You, you have this house, and it's why kids have to grow up and, and move out because, you know, you have this house, you have the master bedroom, it's big, then you have the little kids, they have the little nursery, it's small. As they get a little bit bigger, they need a little bit bigger room, you know, and then they get a little older, they're a teenager, they need a little bit more room in the house, you know, and before you know it, their room needs to be the same size as your room, and that's when they need to get out because, you know, they've grown into that. You think about that. That small little room is growing into that big room. And how are you helping them to adapt? And how are you helping them to grow into that? Are you keeping a teenager in a nursery? You know, that demanding person, that authoritative, um, authoritarian that's, you know, cracking the whip is not allowing that child to mature emotionally and keeping them in that little nursery is the vision that I get. And that parent that doesn't provide any boundaries... Gives them the gives them the master bedroom, <laughs> gives Take, them the master bedroom at birth. Taking over the house. That's right. Let's them run the house. We want to remind you that next week we're going to continue with our parenting series. We're going to have a special program next week is Father's Day. So for those of you that uh, don't have that on your calendar, next weekend is Father's Day. So be sure that you show uh, lots of gratitude and honor to the fathers that are in your life and to your children's father. And next week we're going to do a great show on parenting. We're going to um, talk more about the father role. And we're also going to post a, a gift that we're going to be doing a drawing for next week. It will be a Father's Day package. So watch Facebook at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook. We'll be posting that later on this week. If you like, share, or comment, your name goes into the drawing. And then during the program next week, we'll be drawing for the winner of that Father's Day package. So we've got a lot of great things coming up over this week. We want to remind you that Father's Day is, again, next Saturday, uh, next Sunday, uh, June 16th, Father's Day. We're going to continue with our parenting series, and we'll do something special for fathers. Father is very important. Well, can't wait. Uh, I think I know who's going to win the prize next week. <laughs> it won't be you. Oh. You don't qualify. You don't qualify. So uh, we want to remind you. Check us out on Facebook at Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be posting that like, share, or comment. And your name will go into the drawing for each time that you like, share, or comment. And you might be the winner of that Father's Day gift package. Well, that's going to conclude our program tonight where we've been talking about parenting. We're going to continue to talk about parenting throughout the month of June. If you know anyone that has kids, or maybe they don't have kids, maybe they just have neighbors that have kids, maybe you've parented your kids and you're helping raise your grandkids, there's something that you can learn that you can become better in a child's life. So we want to invite you to tune in next week and throughout the rest of the month as we continue with our parenting series. And always, if you have any questions or if you have any concerns or you are in need of counseling, please uh, contact us. You can contact us at 325-428-6145. That number again is 325-428-6145. You can also message us on Facebook and we'll be glad to get back with you and help you try to lead you in the right direction give you the resources that you need for you to be able to help um, be the best parent that you can be. That's what we're here for. So 
Any last comments? The word for the week is boundaries. Boundaries, okay, and enforcing them, right? That's right. And enforcing them, okay. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. I always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evenings with you, sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll see you next week at 6 p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on KNL 95.3 FM and KNLradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships.